to look back at the last Forge FC contest. Simply stunning stuff. And finally, their goal. Here is Match and Review. My word, what a rocket. With Anthony Urcioli on the Forge Audio Network. Hello, Forge fans. It is the Forge Audio Network. Anthony Urcioli with you. Final whistle is gone. Forge FC losing the season finale at home against Atletico Ottawa. Uh, one nothing the final, and I'm just I'm checking. My, it's uh, in case you think I'm not being professional by checking my my watch uh, alerts during the broadcast. Uh, an important notification because I'm getting updates on the Pacific and Cavalry match. So here's what we know: we know Forge lost, and so despite being in control of their playoff destiny, a win would have guaranteed a second place finish and that CPL final play-in game. I'm not sure what the official name. I don't think there is an official like a, the second semifinal. I think they're calling it. Um, so Forge did not take care of business. However, for the second week in a row, they got help. Last week, Vancouver lent a helping hand, beating Pacific. This weekend, it is the team you love to hate, Cavalry FC, beating Pacific 3-0. And with that, Forge FC clinches second place at the CPL table. So... The, the results, the ultimate goal has been achieved. Forge will play in that play-in game. They are guaranteed a home match. So on that front, it's it's a positive. However, there's just there's something about this that just doesn't feel as good as it could have because they needed help. You know, here's listen, here's the reality. Ottawa came into this match. With absolutely nothing to play for. York already won their match this weekend, which made this match completely pointless to Ottawa in terms of the overall standings. Ottawa's epic collapse and missing the postseason has been confirmed. They're out. They looked like a team that was just kind of playing to play and to have fun. They were loose. Forge was the club that had a lot more on the line and there was just the, there, there was urgency, but it wasn't a calm or controlled urgency. It was a little chaotic at times and it wasn't smooth. It wasn't convincing. It wasn't clinical. It was very just <sighs> trying to find the right word. It just, it, it just kind of like, it felt like it skidded a little bit. It just, there was, there wasn't a smooth way of there. It wasn't, it didn't look like the forge we've been used to seeing. And that's disappointing. Um, we can celebrate the fact that forge will finish in second place. They will play at cavalry. Now I don't believe everything's been confirmed, but from what I heard, you're going to want to double check. I have been wrong before um, and probably will be again, but I believe forge will play at Calvary on Saturday at four o'clock. That's what I heard, but I do not have confirmation. That is, I'm going to leave it on you to just double check, but um, cause I don't think it's been officially announced yet, but I heard it's going to be four o'clock on Saturday forge at Calvary. And um, it's, it's what 
it, it's what you wanted. It's what this team wanted. It's the exact, it's exactly what they wanted. It just, the way they got there was, you know, we could look at this as a zero sum, you know, listen, they got in, that's all that matters. Who cares how they got there? But there is just something that doesn't feel as great. Um, you know, it's fan appreciation match. Great crowd, right? A little over 6,000 people here. And you wanted to send them home. And a lot of these fans, by the way, because um, I spoke to a few of them, uh, friends of mine, it's their first ever Forge match. And you you never know who's here for their first ever Forge match. And you want to make a good impression. Uh, again, listen, the, the goal has been realized. It's happening. They got to where they want it to be. It just... It, the, 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 I don't want to call it effort, but just the way something about their game tonight, it, it looked like a team with a lot to lose playing against the club with nothing to lose. And I think I'll just put it to you that way. Uh, the starting lineup for Forge, more of what we've seen, more of the same. Campbell, Pasias, Badi Banga up front with Becker, Hojab, Rapport. Now, uh, Poku and Matusala playing those wing back. They, they, they went with the three center back look again this week with Rama, Ashinodi Anson, and James. And Poku has been very effective playing in that wing back position. Uh, actually, Rama. Rama's been amazing in the last. I mean, he's, he's, you know what you're going to get from Rama, but he's added a little extra offensive flair to his game recently. Um, and yeah, Hoshab Rapport, Becker in the middle. So not a lot of big changes in this lineup. And I can tell you, for the first half, I mean, very first thing I wrote down in my notes was just that Ottawa, knowing that their playoff hopes were dashed, that monumental collapse had been completed. They were sitting inside the top three at around mid, mid-August. Um you know, Ottawa was threatening Forge. It looked like Ottawa even had a shot at, at getting within striking distance of first place. That was back in August. Before tonight, that was their last win back in August on the 18th. Then they went winless in seven. York's win Friday night officially eliminated Atleti from the post season. So looking to play the spoiler role with Forge needing a win or a Pacific draw or loss to clinch that highly coveted second seed. And um, I wrote it right here. Ottawa looked like a team with nothing to play for, but pride loose kind of just having fun. Uh, and, and my thoughts, my thoughts though, were how sustainable is that? You know, Ottawa plays a very demanding brand of soccer structurally, tactically. It's just, it's very disciplined. And it's, it's this kind of well-oiled machine where all the different parts have to do exactly what they're supposed to do or the whole thing kind of falls apart. So it's, it's a very tactically demanding system Ottawa plays. But so how sustainable would that be where Ottawa's focus, you know, would they eventually lose focus because, you know, at the end of the day, there wasn't really anything on the line. Now, I will say this, you know, the difference in that regard with this league and, you know, your leagues like the, the EPL or Serie A or, you know, the Bundesliga is that CPL players, I mean, they're always auditioning in a way uh, for the most part. I mean, their livelihoods are at stake to a degree. You don't have the, 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 the security to be able to just take a game off. 
So early on, Forge looked a little tight and it, it took, I would say it took about 10, 15 minutes for Forge to kind of start figuring things out. They started getting more dangerous opportunities. And it is interesting because the fallout from the match against Halifax where Forge levied some criticism at the officiating and you wonder how that's going to carry, how would that even impact this next match? I would say it impacted it in a sense that most of the fans were well aware of the situation and what was going on with the officials and the comments from, from coaches and players after that last, what happened last week against Halifax. So the fans were a little extra hostile toward the officials. Um, we'll call them anti-ref chants that typically come from section 112 where the battalion are. Those chants were on repeat over and over again. Very well aware. I mean, this is a very knowledgeable fan base there. They know what's going on. And so they were getting on the refs as well. And it was chippy in the first half. Four yellow cards were handed out in the first 45 plus. Uh, and three of those went to Forge, Pasias, James, Ashinyoti, Janssen, all booked with yellows. But Forge did get some really, they got some quality chances. And two of them came off of the foot of Manager Card James. We've seen what he can do um, when he charges forward from his typical center back position to join the attack. He just, when he decides he's going to move forward, he, he's, he's a problem. I mean, he just always seems to be around the ball. He just has that. For, for a guy who is a center back, has an incredible resume, has played at the highest levels, um, despite being a center, a career center back, when he decides to get forward, he, there's an instinct there. He is always around the ball, always. And he's got that big body, he protects the ball well. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a problem when he gets forward, and he was. He had two clean shots from inside the area. They were stopped, though, by Nathan Ingham, who, by the way, the, the Ottawa keeper, he had a lot to prove this week because he was outspoken last week after his team lost. He said it feels, uh, he feels like it, it's rock bottom. He criticized some of his teammates, saying they needed to grow up, act professional. So there's a guy who had to show up this week. I mean, if he has a bad performance, then oof, it's a bad look. If you're if you're going to be a, an outspoken athlete, you have to be able to, um, you know, let your performance back that up. And to his credit, I mean, he did. He played well. I mentioned those two shots from Mandricar James that were stopped by Ingham. And we went into halftime. I mean, here's kind of the story of half. It was scoreless, expected goals, 0 0.50 for Forge. So half a goal, that, that's, 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 I mean, that, that signals at least a few quality chances. And for Ottawa, 0 0.33 expected goals, ball possession at 58% in favor of Forge. Shots on attempts, 5-4. to four. For Forge and three apiece hitting the target. Um, and as far as dangerous attacks go, Forge led Ottawa at half at halftime 18 to 9. Second half, well, I'll tell you this. I had my eye on the other game. Uh, and Cavalry opened the scoring and their match against Pacific as soon as the first half. I believe Cavalry opened the scoring. I, I didn't, I don't have the time down, but it was around halftime, either before, right before the half or, or shortly after. So Cavalry, by the way, who is going to be Forge's opponent next week, they, they had first place locked. They had absolutely nothing to play for. 
but they came out, they played all their starters. They weren't worried about injury or anything. Um, and they were doing forge a favor to this point. And that was a good thing because Ottawa opened the scoring at Tim Hortons field 54th minute. Elias Liatis jumped on a, we'll call it careless. And that might be being polite. Uh, Careless play out of the back for Forge. Ball gets turned over. And it's just, I mean, uh, Iliadis was able to just steal the ball, walk right in all alone. He had plenty of time. He looked up. He was he placed his shot. He beat Tristan Henry. No shot for the Forge keeper. And Forge now down one nothing. And Iliadis made sure after he scored to run directly toward 112 for the battalion R faced them and did a celebration and celebrated right in front of him. He knew what he was doing, of course. Um, and in the ensuing minutes, Ottawa kept coming forge on their heels and they were fortunate because Ottawa had some quality chances. They were not able to capitalize on, which has kind of been the story of their season. And, and part of that collapse, nevertheless, they had a one, nothing lead. The danger of playing a loose club with, Nothing to lose was being fully realized in Hamilton. 70th minute, Pasillas had an opportunity from just outside the six-yard box, uh, deflected off the defender, went wide. It was unbelievable. The ref called it a goal kick. Um, every single human being with, with eyes and, and moderately decent vision. And I don't – listen, I have my own – I thought – Actually, I still I still don't know whether I'm wearing blue or black. That's how far my color blindness goes. I actually can't tell. Depending which light I look, I can't. So those those of you who are able to watch, maybe I I don't know what color I'm wearing. So I don't have the, my point is I don't have the greatest eyes either, especially you know, when it comes to color. It, it was very it very obviously went off of an Ottawa player. Should have been a corner, and I think this is where the frustrations lie. If there was just some kind of mechanism in place, even if the officials, I mean, they have headsets, if they could just get together, talk, the line judge had to have seen that it went off an Ottawa player. Maybe they're able to at least get into the, the referee's ear and overrule him. There has to be some kind of mechanism in place. If we're going to use the excuse that the game happens live, it happens fast, and the, the officials are going to miss calls, even if that's going to be the line and they're only human and all that stuff, then obviously what's in place now it's not good enough and there needs to just be some kind of safety net in place and who cares if it causes a delay i don't care if we're sitting here for three minutes if we're getting the calls right at the end of the day that's all that really matters so this something has to be looked at for for next year uh nevertheless 76th minute Pasillas was very hot after that call then goes away and it went for a goal kick instead of a corner. And remember, I mean, these matches, how many times they really do come down to the small things. The difference between a goal kick and a corner kick can be monumental in any match. But with a match that had this much on the line for Forge anyway, you can understand players just starting to get a little heated, especially after what happened last week against Halifax and really all season. So 76th minute, Pasillas comes off. Uh, he was running hot, like I said, plus he, he already had a yellow card. And Tristan Borges enters the game. Minutes before that sub, though, Cavalry had scored again to increase their lead over Pacific 2-0. So 
So at the very least, it looks like Forge's place in that finals play-in game was secured. Because uh, even a draw between Calvary and Pacific would have been good news for Forge. So uh, Calvary would have, would have had to score three goals in the final you know, 10 minutes. So you were feeling good at least Forge had secured. But you wanted to see at least at least a draw, a late goal, some kind of positive result from this game without having to say we got in essentially because we were helped. And I, I, you know what? I mean, let's call it what it is. Frankly, that is what happened. Forges, they finished the season losing two in a row. Matches that they really needed to win, but they lost two in a row and they got help. First from Vancouver, then from Calvary. You never want your season to be in someone else's hands. And it wasn't. Forge had the ability to just completely take control of the entire situation. And they did drop two in a row. So what does that mean now going into the playoffs? Um, well, they have a week week to kind of figure out what went wrong. Although I will say the loss against Halifax, that that was, and we've talked about it, but uh, that, 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 that wasn't due to a lack of effort or, or performance. Forge deserved more. That that really just seemed like one of those games that just sometimes doesn't go your way. Just kind of unlucky. Um, and again, officiating was obviously heavily involved in that match against Halifax. So that one, you don't want to place too much on them. But this one at home to Ottawa, uh, this one had to be three points, regardless of whether you're getting help or not. You just you you, It really just kind of had to be. Um, just for a morale standpoint, you're at home. It's a fan appreciation match. You you, you want to get a W in that situation, but it didn't work out. And some more subs. Eventually, Jensen came on for for Batty Banga. I mean, we can go th- at the end of the day. Does it really matter at this point what happened in the final ten minutes or so? It didn't go Forge's way. And as we look at the final stats for the game. You know, Forge was clearly the better club. Expected goals for Forge, 1.63. You need, when your expected goals are 1.63, you you better have a goal in there somewhere. Um, But there was. Ottawa leaves with a clean sheet. Their expected goals, 1.02. Forge leading the possession battle at 61%. Um, and I mean, all the major stat categories show you that uh, Forge probably deserved better. Shot attempts, 13. Forge hit the target seven times um, and came up empty. And, and you, you do have to give credit to the Ottawa keeper. He called out his team a week ago. He had to show up in this one, and he did. He stopped seven shots and leaves with a, a clean sheet. Dangerous attacks in this one. 43 to 15 in favor of Forge FC. So there you have it. The playoff scenarios, they are set. We we know now who's playing who. We just got to finalize some dates and times. If you missed it off the top of the broadcast, from what I hear, Calvary will host Forge at 4 o'clock on Saturday but I don't have official confirmation. That is just something I heard from someone who should know these things. So I I trust them, but again, they may have had their information wrong. But as far as I know, Saturday, four o'clock. So Calvary finishes in first place. 
a very, very good season for Cavalry. 55 points they'll finish with. Forge, Halifax. Well, hang on a minute now. Now, hold on a second here. Did I did did Forge clinch? Now I'm having doubts. Why am I having doubts? Because the standings I'm looking at, let me again, this is the when you're doing live broadcasts. So I'm pretty sure Forge, but the standings I'm looking at, I'm looking at a live table and it has Forge dropped to third place. Now, is the table incorrect? No, excuse me. Let's go back. Yes, Forge clinched. I'm sorry if I scared some of you. The the table I was looking at was incorrect because they didn't factor in the tiebreaker um, appropriately. So Forge and Halifax... How impressive is Halifax, by the way? Forge and Halifax level at 42 points. And when you look at the tiebreak, this is why I was confused. The first tiebreaker is wins. Well, Forge and Halifax are tied. The second tiebreaker, goals four, goal differential. Forge and Halifax are dead even on both of those, which is why, which is where my confusion came in. I was like, did Halifax leapfrog Forge? I could have sworn, but no, according to canpl.ca, Flash score, they scared me for a second there. So, yes. CamPL.ca confirms. Forge FC in second place. Okay. But how about Halifax? Out of nowhere. I mean, they weren't even in a playoff position a few weeks ago. And they will finish third. They will host a playoff game at Wanderers Ground. That is impressive from Halifax. And they will play Halifax it appears Halifax will play the loser. All right, I'm not going to get any more who's playing who because I I've, now I'm now I'm now I'm doubting all of my information that's in front of me. I'm not going to say any more. All I'm going to say is Forge playing Calvary next week. That is all you need to know. And of course, we will have everything you need to get set for that match. It means, well, I mean, you know, Mackenzie is going to bring it each and every day with, with her stuff. That'll get you set. You know Kyle Becker has his own show on the, on, on the channel now. You're going to hear from Bobby Smirniotis. You're going to hear from the players. Everything you need to get ready for Forge and Cavalry. The winner of that match goes directly to the CPL final. The loser will go and play a semifinal against someone. I'm done with the, the predicting ahead game because now I'm, I have, I, I'm, I'm doubting everything. Um, four teams this year, by the way, finished with 11 wins. Forge, Halifax, Pacific, York. And Pacific, with an opportunity to finish second, they dropped to fourth. So Halifax passes Pacific. I mean, that is an incredible... If you're Pacific, oof. I mean that that is a that is a hard fall after thinking maybe we're gonna after I mean it looked like early on they were just gonna run away with the league and finish first. Then they just they they play dips and just kind of plummets and they go from first to possibly finishing second. Um if they would have won against Calvary, they would have finished second. Instead, they finish fourth. That is a hard, hard fall for Pacific, but the playoffs should be good because when I, when I mentioned that four teams are stuck on 11 wins and really from fifth to second place, it's separated by four points. This league is so tight. 
come playoff time, we can talk about who's favorite, favorited to win these matchups. But at the end of the day, anyone can truly beat anybody. And I think we are, we're set to bear witness to what is going to be an exciting post season. And regardless of what happens between Forge and Calvary, Forge fans, you are getting a home playoff game here at Tim Hortons Field. It will either be a semifinal at home or if Forge wins next week, they will host the CPL final right here at Tim Hortons Field. And we will do everything we can to get you ready for that massive game. And it should be, uh, look, I'm not going to, I want to make you feel as good as possible, but I, I can't lie. Calvary looks very good. So Forge is in for a huge test and it all starts next weekend. Your final one last time from Tim Horton's field as families invade the pitch here in Hamilton, Ottawa one forage, nothing disappointing results, but who cares? It's playoff time. None of this matters anymore. Sites need to be set on Calvary and the post season. Okay. That's it. That's it for me. But we'll talk to you very, very soon because there will be a match day preview coming later this week. Stay tuned to that wherever you get your podcasts. Also subscribe to the Forge channel on YouTube for the latest. Okay, we'll talk to you very, very soon. This has been Match in Review with Anthony Arcioli on the Forge Audio Network. For the latest on all things Forge FC, subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.